Welcome to the I'm, I'm Not, not going, going to Work, work Tomorrow, tomorrow podcast. podcast. Uh, this is a beer podcast. This is a beer drinking podcast. Yep, we are drinking some beers. Surprise, surprise. Yep. After well, that last episode was all about my escape from alcoholism, here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it's a long walk from goddamn Still Reserve to Yangling. I would say so. You know, Steel Reserves are kind of down there. It's not even what I was drinking. I was drinking like Bush Light, Bud Light, shit. Well, I mean, I still like Bush Light, not going to lie. Yeah, but, you know, still it's a, it's an American piss. Yeah. Beer. Yeah. Like, if Bud Light's American piss, Bush Light is definitely American piss. I would say they're in the, at least the same category. They're from the same company. Uh, they are the exact <laughs> same company. <laughs> Anheuser-Busch. Yep. You know, you, did you ever hear the... Uh, it's phrased as a joke, but... So the Canadians, they drink moosehead beer. Uh-huh. And then they pee in the river. And the pee goes down, and it gets to Colorado, and they make coors there. And then the people in Colorado pee, and it goes down the river again and ends up in Mexico, and they make corona so that's why corona is piss beer it kills three times <laughs> <laughs> what's that that fucking that poison they're not allowed to use anymore because it kills so many times uh deet i don't know yeah. it's something that they were papa was telling me about it anthrax no no it was it was a poison that they used to kill like rats oh uh they kill they'd use it to, or no i think it was to kill it would kill the rats, and then birds would eat the rats that had died, and then it'd kill the birds, and then the birds would yeah. die, and it'd kill the fucking the coyotes that ate it, and then it'd kill another slew of birds that ate the coyotes. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's actually why the, the bald eagle became endangered. Oh. Yeah, it's because of poison. Bobby down. Yeah, I mean, because it's the national bird. You can't shoot them, not legally anyway. Yeah, and they're also, you know, super... Actually endangered. I mean, there's places, there's videos of fucking bald eagles just gathering in mass on fucking, like, deck yards and shit. I mean, yeah, they're coming back, but for a long time, you didn't see a lot of them. Yeah. There's actually a couple of them that live not too far from around here. You see them on the river a lot. Dude. Uh, When I was still living, you know, around the Maplesville area, uh -huh. there was this fucking, there was some kind of, like, it was trade day or heritage day or some shit. They had some sort of festival in Plantersville across from Pickerins. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And we got up there and me and Paul and Keith went up there just for Keith. You know, he was a youngin, So he, there was lots of stuff for him to enjoy. And there was a fucking like a falconer. You know, a feller with one of them dang old gloves. Yeah. That, you know, bird got, can perch got the bird with the hood on his head. He had a fucking bald eagle, bro. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. He had a bald eagle. He maybe had a there's bald eagle. Maybe there's something like he but was I think working he was, with a he zoo. Was, no, he didn't work for the zoo. He was a he worked for the fucking state. He was like a ranger or some shit. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense too. You know, like he wasn't just some dude. Like he had a badge and shit and a gun and all. But like a gun, a badge, and a whole car, and a fucking bald eagle that would destroy your face yeah dude those <laughs> things are terrifying it was huge it was like fucking it was like it was a dinosaur dude it, it was yeah. literally like being face to face with a fucking velociraptor yeah you know what's even scarier than a bald eagle what you ever heard of a golden eagle 
The brown ones? They're yeah. a little more aggressive, ain't they? They're also fucking gigantic. Oh. They are literally tyrannosaur or pterodactyls. That's what it is. They are literally pterodactyls. They are fucking huge. They have a wingspan that's like eight feet or something like that. This one's that. wingspan was close. It was like six feet. It was. It flapped its wings a couple of times, and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, that could carry Keith off. <laughs> 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 fuck, we better be careful. Did you watch the newest Jackass? No. Dude, it's fucking hilarious. I, I just, I bet it is. I just, I don't know. There's just There was so much butt stuff in the previous, like, two. Oh, there's still butt stuff, not yeah, going to lie, just, but there, there's more not... dick stuff now. There's dick stuff? Yeah. Yeah. What are they shoving up their dicks? Well, they're not shoving anything up their dicks. They're just, they're they're present, you know, and the whole opening sequence, Chris Pontius. Uh, do, do you want me to give you a spoiler or do you, do you care? I don't care about the spoiler, but, you know, be light because... Listeners might. Okay, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how to be light about this because his, his dick is literally a prop in the opening sequence. Is it like the snake no. thing they did? They made a like a cinematic opening with his dick as a monster destroying a city. Well... That's that, fine. Yeah. And they had grade A puppet masters controlling his dick. Controlling his dick. And then at one point in time, the the quote unquote monster. No, 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 no. The only reason, the only way this is worth it is if they also controlled the balls. Oh, yeah. The, they were his feet? The balls were his feet. All right. Well, I guess I have to watch it. Yeah. So there's this one scene where the monster. Um, if it was a dragon, it would be spitting fire, but it's shooting cum. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the whole set gets drenched in, in fake cum. Of course it does. Yeah. It, it, I'm telling you, it's fucking hilarious. They embrace the dick joke like never before. It, okay, well, I guess I have to watch it now. <laughs> I suggest it. I I'm mean, sure it's great. I don't know what was stopping me from watching it. Fucking... I had a lot going on in my life when it came out. I was going to go. So I have I had planned an Ohio trip for uh, the Discord server I'm a part of. Yeah. And we were all going to meet up in fucking Columbus, Ohio and do all that stuff. And we were going to go watch Jackass while we were there. But it ended up. Uh, yeah, didn't you like break your wrist? Yeah, that's why I have this giant scar. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking shattered my wrist on the second day. Got... Super duper crazy, blitzed drunk, and took my shoes off, but not my socks. Slipped in the kitchen, tried to catch myself, and, you know, my 260-pound ass all came down on my wrist and just splintered it. Yep, that'll happen. That'll do it. That will do it. Yeah, but nobody really wanted to stop partying. (laughs) Yeah. They are like... Uh, you're fine. It's sprained at best. And I was like, dude, it's fucking disfigured. Look at it. Like, like, dude, it's sprained. It's sprained. Like, dude. It's literally at a 90 degree angle. Yeah, I need to go to a hospital. It's like, we'll call an ambulance. And my brain was like, no, do not call an ambulance. That's an expensive fucking limo ride. 
Yeah, it, like, dude, it's like twenty five hundred dollars to ride in a in a uh, ambulance nowadays. The simplest solution would have been to like call an Uber, but yeah. I wasn't sober enough to have a simple solution. Yeah, I mean that that tends to happen when you're you know you're drinking alcohol and such. Yeah, so it uh yeah it ended terribly. <laughs> I did yeah. eventually get a cast that night. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but they dug their fingers. In, they they were trying to reset it. Oof. At the emergency room and put a cast on. Eesh. Dude, the fucking pain. I was fucking drunk as shit, and I felt every little bit of it. I still, God, that sucked. Just digging his fingers into my fucking splintered whatever bone this is. Uh, the I big don't one. remember. I think, is that, it's, it's not the, it's the. If I'm holding it face down, it's the one closest to me. It's either your radio, rainy. Fuck, I can't even... Radi- radial... Radius. Ra- radial or ulna. It's Those the are the two bones that are in your forearm. I think it's the radial. It's whatever that fat one is that's closest to you whenever you're... Like, if you have your hand face down. Yeah. The one that's... The bone closest to you. This yeah. one is... It's splintered to fucking pieces, bro. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's rough, bud. Well, I mean, you know. They put a cast on it, and then I went to the local center and they were like yeah it's like 50 50 whether or not you need surgery those are not great odds and a doctor came in and he was looking it over and he was like i think honestly it'll probably heal fine if you just leave a cast on and then just to spite him another guy came in and is like i think you should get a plate like he told me that's a literal 50 you had two doctors look at it both of them gave you a hundred percent different answers well the main doctor was the one who came in and decided it's going to be surgery uh-huh. but before he sent the other guy in he was like i could show this to 10 doctors and five of them would say surgery five of them would say just wear a cast and so what did you do i was like well i fucking i don't know anything about bones <laughs> <laughs> that's I that's why i'm here a doctor <laughs> if i could do this myself I wouldn't be here. You went to medical school for 12 <laughs> years. Make up your fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> I just fucking went along with whatever. So, like, he sent other dude in there, and dude was like, yeah, I think you'd probably be fine if you just wore the cast. And I was like, oh, fucking cool. Awesome. Because I was not excited about surgery. Yeah, did you even have insurance? Yeah. Okay. I, got, I work for the government, dude. Oh, yeah, I, I guess insurance. you did have that job at that point, so. Yeah. And, you know, we got that fringe pay, so it covers that insurance and stuff. It's yeah. kind of neat. That is pretty cool. But if I was to cut that shit out, it would all go to my 401k. You might need the insurance, buddy. But I don't go to the doctor. You got government paid for insurance. I'm paying for it, technically. Yes, but it's the government plan. It's like, okay, okay, so, like, hourly... They add six dollars and thirty five cents an hour to that they pay they pay that on top of what I actually make. Mm-hmm. And that six dollars thirty five cents I make an hour, calculate however much that is in a forty hour week. That goes towards my insurance and the rest of it goes into my four oh one K. And so yeah, you're it's not actually you paying it into it. They added that in there so "Quote unquote," you pay for it, but they pay for it. Right. It like we're all making six more dollars and six and a half more dollars than we technically are. So here's a question for you: If you opt out, 
of that. 100% of it goes into the 401k. So you can't just not put it in the 401k. You can't mm, just get you can't paid six extra it. dollars an you'll, hour. You'll, it's either going to go to the 401k or insurance. Ah. It, it will never go into your paycheck. Okay. So, yeah, they pay for it. Right. <laughs> you can't just be like, I don't want any of that stuff. I want it just coming to me. It's like, well, there's going to be a 401k in your name, whether you like it or not. Yeah. We're going it, to, it's just that fucking military shit. It'd know? be that way. Yeah, ours is not like that. It all comes out of my paycheck. They just match on my 401k. Deck you. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't suck. They match me too. Yeah. Including the fringe. Yeah. That's cool. You know, uh, at my last job, you know what my benefits were? What? We got one week off a year. That was 4th of July week. And if you were only, if you were there within a year, you didn't get paid for it. So you had to be there over a year mm-hmm. to get paid for that week. And the only reason we got that week off was because the boss man's wife wanted to go to Panama City to the condo that they owned. Mm. And then at Christmas time, this was actually pretty cool. I shouldn't talk shit about it, but the boss man would give you an envelope with whatever your check is normally without taxes taken out of it. And then he would cook these big-ass T-bone steaks. I'm talking about, like, several inches wide. Like That made a young man feel good. Yeah, like, you know those big paper plates? Yeah. The steak would take up... 75 to 80 percent of that plate you got just a little bit of room for some sweet peas <laughs> yeah, like he would he would do the steak and baked potatoes and oh you had just God. enough space to put a baked potato on there oh, that was a small baked potato <laughs> it was and so these but things, how much fucking room is in your goddamn graveyard belly you know oh okay so this is what he would do you know there was like 10 of us maybe that worked there. It was a real small company, mom and pop. Um, I, I rather enjoyed working there, actually, that, that I look back on it. In the moment, I hated it because I was outside. It was hot. It was cold. All that jazz. But uh, at Christmas, when, when we were all sitting around the table, you know, and I'm talking about these were big steaks. Mm-hmm. He would take a $100 bill and put it in the middle of the table after everybody was pretty close to being done with their first steak. Says if anybody can eat a whole nother one, they can have that $100. Bitch, I'm getting that money. Nobody ever got it. I worked there for five Christmases. Do you have to eat the baked potato? You had to eat your first baked potato. The second one was optional, but you had to eat two whole steaks. And a baked potato. And the baked potato. Dude, your fucking mouth's going to be tired of chewing that motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, and these were like, I don't know, 50, 60 some odd ounce steaks. They okay. Were, they were biggins. Okay, so just inhale the motherfucker. Fucking just power through. Take the money. Puke. <laughs> and enjoy your first meal. No, you, you can't puke. Oh, you can't puke afterwards? No. What if you collect the money and then like an hour later puke? Well, I mean, after we got done eating, we all went home. You know, this was on, like, Christmas Eve. What if you puke in the parking lot? He might ask for his money back. I don't know. (laughs) Nobody ever left with the $100. He always put it back in his pocket. That's fair. I would would give that bitch a run for his money. I would try. I tried two years in a row. I couldn't do it. And I'm a big fella, and I can eat. 
but I never got anywhere near getting done with that second one. Now, I did see one fella. He got real close, and it was very surprising who this was. Skinny boy? Do what? Skinny boy? No, he was this... He was this old black fella, and he was he was swole up. He wasn't but like five foot eight, maybe. Hmm. You know, kind of a little short fella. A little and, taller uh, than me. Or no, probably he, like exactly my height. Uh, no, he had to have been a little bit shorter than you. He's probably five six or something like that. Okay. He wasn't a real big fella, but he was stocky. Like he was built like a brick brick shit house. And he didn't have any of his front teeth. Oh. Yeah. How was he eating the fucking steak? He was gumming it to death. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you don't really need your front teeth to eat a steak. No. You're not he, biting that bitch off. He had the majority of his back teeth. And uh, he was a really funny dude. He's the one that told me about the toe thing. Did I ever tell you about that? Oh, you. I, I remember. I have a very faint memory. Okay, so the toe thing. The toe thing. He he told me about the toe thing and uh, a warm, soapy bowl. Okay, so the toe, it, the toe thing. If you lay it on the bed at night and your old lady comes out of the shower, she ain't got nothing but her towel on, you stick that toe out there on the side of the bed and you go to take that thing to wiggling, you tell her, sit on that toe. What? I swear to God, he, that's what he told me. Just how he told me. You tell her sit on that toe. You tell her sit on that toe right there. And that's it? Yeah. That's basically. it. That's the end of the... <laughs> I was expecting... I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting some fucking sage, like... <laughs> No, it's not real sage advice. Now, the, the next so you, one. Usually, your woman comes out there and see you kind of naked. Just stick your dang old toe out there and tell her, say, just say to her, just say, sit on that toe. Yep. <laughs> That's the fucking. The, the other thing he told us, <laughs> the other thing he told us was, get you a bowl of warm water, mm-hmm. put you some Dawn dish soap in it, and get you a straw. Put your uh, manhood in the bowl uh-huh. have your old lady go to blowing on that straw right there <laughs> <laughs> so the fucking <laughs> the bubbles yeah what uh huh so this guy as soon as he discovered there was an invention called a jacuzzi <laughs> he fucking he flipped his shit I imagine he did He's fucked every jacuzzi he's ever encountered. <laughs> I, you know, I, I I don't even know if he's alive still. I kind of hope he is because he was a character. He's got some fucking. He's got some. But I don't <laughs> some fucking bangers. I've got to be honest with you. I don't think the man's ever been in a jacuzzi. <laughs> I, I kind of think if he, he has if a, he's resorting to like Dawn dish soap and a bowl and a straw. Yeah. And it requires a whole nother mouth. <laughs> like, what is the point of the bowl and the dish soap? I I don't know, man. That's just the shit he told us. What if you just get a really long straw? <laughs> Can this I mean, be I, a fucking singular event? I guess you could do that. You know, I just <laughs> it'd be kind of one of those things where you're just beating a tennis ball against a wall. Like, what are you doing it for? To get to to come. I mean, there, there's easier ways to do that that involve less paraphernalia. 
there's easier ways to have your lady make you come <laughs> that involve less paraphernalia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I there's got to be a girl right. involved, why bull? Why why Dawn? I don't know, man. Why Straw? The man was somewhere between 47 and 93. I don't really know. <laughs> I guess at that age, you know, you got to kind of get inventive with your old lady. Got to do some weird shit. He was like, baby, suck my dick. She was like, fuck you. Suck your own dick. Like, what if I get a bow and don't? <laughs> you just blow in that straw right there, and yeah, I'll bro. finish off in just a minute. Yeah. Go ahead, sit on that toe while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Oh, so what were we, what we were talking about? Which the, one you want to do? I got a topic. You got a topic. What you want to do? Oh, yeah. Uh, you want to do rollies? Yeah, we can do rollies. Let's do rollies. Throw me a 20. Oh, I almost caught that. Okay. All right, one, two, three. I can't see it. I did good. I got a five, so you probably beat me. You have 19. Yeah, you beat me. All right, we'll do your If first. I was a champion fighter, I'd done had crit on you. Yes, indeed. Throw that thing back at me, please. Yeah. Okay, so controversy. All right. Controversy. What you got in the controversy area? All right. So uh most everybody with YouTube or Twitch should know who Moist Critical is. I have to be honest, I've never heard of the guy. Uh he is a super popular streamer, YouTuber. Uh he's probably he's definitely one of the most famous if not like the most famous Twitch streamer right now. He um what does he do like on Twitch? Does he play games or It's mostly reactions. Oh, okay. He he does some like music adjacent stuff. It's like it's like fucking like ICP, but it's all about like it's all completely satirical and about Fucking girls. So ICP? I guess, but there's no murdering people. Well, sometimes there's murdering people. I guess it's more ICP than I thought. <laughs> but they don't have like a shaggy two dope. No, 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 no. Nothing that it's 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 way less cringy. It's, okay. It's still a little cringy. But like it, is it like white guys rapping or Yeah, it's white guys. Oh Jesus. But like they're it's not all rap. Okay. You know, it's if you watch any of the streams and learn any of the personalities, it's pretty funny. You okay. know, they're just people. They're just trying to make you laugh. But it's, it's literal satire. Yeah. <laughs> they are just literally just trying to make you laugh. They, okay. they don't take themselves seriously. Well, Charlie might. I don't know. Charlie is moist critical. Okay. Long-haired fella. Looks like a stoner. Uh, he's about five foot six. Pasty white. But he has pretty, well, you, usually pretty unbiased opinions, just like a fucking middle-of-the-road type of fella. Yeah. But, you know, he does sort of lean to the left a little bit to appease the horde, it would seem, because uh, there's a detail in the story that's going to contradict that a bit. Okay. So, he reacts to shit. He, like... The day I discovered 
the controversy I'm about to bring up. I had literally just mentioned on uh, the Discord server that I'm a part of, the Deadwood Saloon. Shout out, what up, everybody? But fucking, I had just mentioned how sick I am of getting fucking recommended moist critical videos because all it is is some fucking drama that I'm not even remotely interested in. Not even remotely interested in watching this person is so trash. This is so stupid. I didn't want to talk about this. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, those are the names, those are the titles of the five-minute YouTube videos that he uploads daily. Okay, so just as an outside observer, with titles like, I didn't even want to talk about this. Why are you? Why are you talking about it? Because he gets views. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that's a point. Yeah, people want to hear what he doesn't want to talk about because surely it's juicy. And a lot of the times it is, but I just fucking don't give a fuck. What? I don't want to be sitting in a goddamn virtual hen house while fucking Moist Criticals cluckety clucking in about the fucking the hen next door and what they did. Well, it seems like he could probably get a, a job on like MSNBC or Fox or some shit like that. But it, if he did, but what is admirable about it is it's his own personal opinion. And a lot of his shit, he's actually a pretty funny dude. It's all, it, like, whenever he roasts people, it's completely deadpan. And it seems like he probably wrote this down or thought it out. And a lot of the time, it's brand new roasts that he's never gave to anybody. But it isn't like he's reading anything. No. He's just looking directly at the camera. You know what I mean? So and these are at least his thoughts on it. These are his thoughts. Uh, they're original. They can't possibly be anyone but him he's the only one that talks like that never heard anyone else talk like him okay okay so you know pros cons pros it's actually pretty good content cons i don't actually give a fuck about streamer <laughs> drama <laughs> <laughs> but this one th this particular bit of drama piqued my interest he is he's recently been feuding with a guy named sneeko you know who sneeko is uh, before today, no, I had no idea. He's an Andrew Tate dick writer. I know who Andrew Tate is. Yeah, he's part of the Red Pill Society. Uh, he's, you know, he, he used to do, like, on-the-street videos. Like, he'd just walk up to random people and ask them questions with a microphone. And that was actually pretty good content. Yeah. Some of that was actually pretty good. There's a reason he got popular. But... So was he doing this before, like, Jimmy Kimmel was doing it, or... Sneeko? Yeah. No, the kid's, like, fucking 23. Oh. Yeah, he's young. And okay. so is Moist Critical. Moist Critical is our age. Okay. Charlie, he might be a little younger than the two of us, but he's right around our age. I got you. But, um... Yeah, so you got Charlie, and you got Sneeko. And Sneeko is this super red pill maniac. Like, he's got some really weird takes... You know, he was running around with Andrew Tate, and a lot of the thoughts pushed there were like, you know, the man can cheat, but the woman can't cheat because she's his property, blah. You know, gross shit like that that nobody thinks. Yeah. And <laughs> so he, I don't know for what reason, he on stream one day made fun of Charlie and his girlfriend. So Charlie's got like, Apparently an average looking girlfriend. She's not like some fucking IG model. She's not like showing full cleave in every picture. Yeah. And for some reason, Sneeko thinks that's lesser. He oh. looks at that and says, your girl ain't shit. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, he well. has an actual person that he's in an actual relationship with, and that's somehow dishonorable. <laughs> yeah, because that's not how normal people think. Yeah, Sneeko's weird. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, his red pill people ate it up. And Charlie made a video roasting him. Uh, he lo- He'd never... What he said is that he had never looked into Sneeko. A lot of the time, I think he just says that. that I, they weren't even on my radar. I don't even know who they are. I never cared to look into them until this happened. They said this, so I had to look into their stuff. I'm pretty sure he just says that a few, you know, sometimes to low-key burn somebody. Yeah. But Well, well I mean, to, to Moist Critical's um, defense. defense here. Thank you. Uh, I never heard of either one of them. Because you so, aren't in the Twitch realm. You don't be watching Twitch. No, but I watch YouTube. I mean, that's where a lot of their stuff comes from, too, I imagine. That's fair. And I knew who Sneeko was before all this because I watch YouTube. Yeah. I don't watch Twitch. And I watch, like, Abba and Preach. And Abba and Preach got into a feud with fucking... They, they feud with lots of people, too. Abba and Preach are pretty cool. There's two black guys from... Canadia. 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 <laughs> and they, they have some pretty interesting takes. I, I like watching Abbott and Preach. Some yeah. things kind of rub me the wrong way because they, you know. Because they're Canadian. Well, they, <laughs> they have some like, once in a while, there's some like kind of anti-white stuff that comes out of them. And I guess whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, at, this, at this is, point in time in history, you can pretty much say whatever you want to about white folks. It's really not going to affect much. Yeah, and they they actually did a whole video about how it's wrong to, like, say racist shit about white people. Like, it's not any different than saying racist shit about any other race. Yeah. You know, you're still being hateful and prejudiced. But at the same time, in that same video... You know, Preach said some shit that kind of rubbed me hard, <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Fuck I mean, it. they're in Canada. And yeah, they've had they've experienced a life that I could not possibly understand. I couldn't possibly fathom the things they've gone through. Yeah, I mean, they have bag milk up there, so that's a whole weird thing. Yeah, it fucking. What's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> if I had to fucking drink bagged milk, I'd probably hate white people too. <laughs> You know, I'm going to say that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, yeah. Sneeko made a video hating on Moist Critical and his normal girlfriend. And so, Moist Critical, Charlie, did research on Sneeko. I just put up quotations, research, as if he didn't already know this shit, being who he is. Yeah. Uh, On Sneeko and discovered... Sneeko's got some shit. Yeah, you know, I've learned over the years that if you're going to start throwing stones at folks, you probably ought not live in a glass house. Yeah, Sneeko's house is transparent as fuck. Yeah. Uh, so these, these influencers, streamer people usually are. This super hardcore red pill fella. Dudes, dudes, dudes. Kings, kings, kings. Uh, he used to go to swinger parties with the girl he believed was the love of his life. And he he told this straight out of his mouth. This isn't like a second-hand account. This is horse's mouth shit. He told this story on a couch 
in a room with three other guys. Oh, that's that's not smart. And told this story. And it's going up on their fucking YouTube channel. They're like us. They're a podcast. You know? They yeah. just talk shit. And he's telling them that he used to take his girl to swinger parties. And that the first time he took her, that it was him and this other guy and this other guy's girl and his girl. And all four of them were on the same bed and had traded girls. Uh-huh. And he had the other guy's girl and the other guy had his girl. Uh-huh. And he wasn't feeling the other guy's girl. He just wasn't feeling it. And But the other guy was feeling his girl, and his girl was feeling the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he had to sit on the bed while they had intimate, eye-contact, fucking deep penetration sex. Fucking, like, legs over the shoulder, dick down, loud moaning. Getting it in. Getting it in. And he said it was fucking, they got like three pumps in, and he was thinking dramatic thoughts, looking over there. He said it's literally traumatized him, and he had to leave the room because it was fucking him up so bad. Yeah, there's the dark side and, of swingers, And they're like, man, that sucks. He's like, yeah, but I think everybody should try it at least one. Like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, yeah, because like, you know, just to test that, because like, you know, you look over, you see the love of your life. That's the love of your life? You love this girl? It's like, yeah, absolutely. She's my queen. That's my wifey. Like then, and you let another dude, like, you were you were on board with this. This is you. This, <laughs> you know, yeah. fucking. It's one thing to like have a cuckoldry fetish, you know. If that's what you're into, that's what you're into. Whatever. But I he, mean, you know, he specifically you... wasn't into it. So he knew he wasn't into it and went into this situation anyway. Well, that's just fucking stupid. It's just fucking stupid, right? I mean, you know, I'm all for letting your freak flag fly as long as it's within the legal limits. That's not his freak flag, though. He's just flying it because it seems like maybe he was pressured into it by his fucking red pill buddies, you know, just so he could fuck one more bitch. Yeah, but... (sighs) Yeah. Sometimes you got to have boundaries with yourself, man. Yeah, You know, you can't just... If you know you're not going to be okay with it, don't fucking do it. Motherfucker needs therapy. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, you, now you're getting peer pressured by a bunch of jackasses. To let your fucking, to let the the one person that's supposed to be in it for you get yeah. dicked down. You know, you know what that sounds like to me? What? It sounds like his buddies was trying to smash, and this was just the way to open the door. Maybe. Next step was for the walk into it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, old girl, the love of old buddy's life is is getting passed around the couch. Yeah, well, she did. Uh, he apparently went to these parties three different times. And he was recommending that everybody should do it just to test yourself and blah. It's like, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, why don't you test shooting yourself in the face and see how that goes? You know? Fucking, what are you talking about? That's a terrible idea. Don't do that. Yeah. One time, maybe okay. Like you, you're apprehensive about it, but you still want to check it out. You go, you don't have a good time. That's when you say, okay, this isn't for me. What he thought was he was going to go in there and get a fine ass bitch better than his. And when that's not what happened, his mood changed. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Guess what? The grass is never greener on the other side. No, it's just a different shade of the same fucking green. Yeah. So, uh, You're better off being happy with what you got at the house. Naturally, after Sneeko made that video talking shit about Charlie and his normal girlfriend, Charlie was like, are you fucking serious, you fucking cuck? 
fucking <laughs> he roasted his ass to oblivion and that was it he didn't say anything else that was three months ago uh-huh and since then Sneeko has been fucking losing his mind that hurt his feelings so hard I bet because <laughs> yeah. now it's not his red pill buddies being an echo chamber for him and somebody else is actually calling him out on his bullshit well this happens over and over and over again no one has ever won internet beef with Charlie because he really doesn't have anything for you for you to attack he's really sort of bulletproof right now eventually something will come out that he did because nobody's perfect yeah and he will stop being bulletproof but right now he kind of is like you can't really win an argument with him there's nothing to roast yeah I mean well uh, this is the way I think about it and this is not to take anything away from this Charlie fellow but if you're broke as fuck, your house probably not getting broke into so they can steal your TV. When you're rocking a fucking, like a fat back, old school projection TV, ain't nobody trying to jack that. Charlie is, uh, he's worth a couple million. I mean, okay. I don't mean like he's broke. Hmm? I don't, that's not, it's like an analogy. Okay, okay. You know, he, he lives his life. He's an, a, from what I can tell and understand here, he's a fairly normal fella. He just happens to talk a lot of shit on the internet. Yeah. So there's nothing to take away from him. He's made his money. He has his platform. He's a made man. There's not a lot of shit you can do to him, especially when he doesn't fucking give a fuck. And they do normal shit. Like him and his buddies that sit around, like he has a whole fucking moist crew that enter like, you know, Smash Brothers Melee fucking tournaments and shit. Yeah. Just from you saying that there's not a single thing some Chad like dude bro can do to that man. Yeah. Other than go to his house and kick his physical ass. So here we there's go. no gratification you're going to get from that dude. Here we go. So, so like there are some little tiny little bits and pieces like during streams and stuff. Apparently like stream clips where they would talk shit. Sneeko's talking all kinds of shit. He, possibly can trying to send people over to to because charlie's not going to watch his stream uh -huh. so he's trying to send people over to say, hey sneeko said this and sneeko said this about you and eventually there was a response uh but charlie just roasted him again just quick little jabs that are pretty funny just call him cuck constantly and the word cuck offends sneeko so terribly yeah that sneeko's response was to get on his stream and dance and with, wait, 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 wait. On a stream, it, dancing around, not well, just bobbing like you're in a club or something. Why? And with a gun. Okay. Waving it, pointing at the camera, being like, you in Tampa, huh? Maybe I'll come see you. Maybe I'll come see you. You in Tampa. And he's laughing. And uh, he's took the fucking magazines out of his, he's got a, like a, a nine like I got. Uh-huh. And fucking just like, Fucking, you want me to watch your clips? Look at these clips. These are the only clips I'm watching. And the, Does this guy... Obviously, he doesn't understand the law at all, but yeah. that's considered a terroristic threat, and yeah. he could have federal implications with that. He's threatening to come and shoot Charlie, is what he's doing. Yeah, that's literally a prisonable offense. For calling him a cuck, because he's a cuck. Yeah. And you know, sticks and stones, bud. Sticks and stones. So, I mentioned Tampa. Uh-huh. Charlie's a Floridian. Okay. All right. Sneeko just happened to be in Florida at the time. So 
Charlie wasn't going to make another video. He so he says. Uh, and after the gun waving thing happened, he decided, well, I got to. It pissed him off, right? So he made a YouTube video like yesterday. Uh-huh. And that shit. Is this the one you sent me earlier? Uh-huh. Okay. That shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so he roasts Sneeko all over again for being a cuck. Right, <laughs> all over again. That, that is just a real good go-to with this guy. Apparently, it's easy because it pisses him off so much. Yeah, you know, if you're gonna be a bully, you can't have a tell like that. Yeah, you can't have a fucking open wound that people can just pour salt in. Yeah, that's just <laughs> you're you're fighting a losing battle at this point. You might as well give up. Give it a month or two. Let the internet refresh a little bit. They'll forget all about it and go on about your life. Right. That's all you gotta do. But no, he's obsessed with Charlie now. So, Charlie, he opens up the video. He's like, all right, I didn't want to talk about this. That's how he starts every fucking video. It annoys the piss out of me. but Because <laughs> you know he does. You know he wants to. He did. That's why he's making one. But He's a professional internet troll is yeah. what it sounds like. He does a really good job. <laughs> but, like, yeah. He, he went over the whole controversy, explained it so everyone can understand what's going on, showed the clip. Of Sneeko waving the gun around. He explained the context the way that I just did. And he was like, yeah. So his response to me telling his little chodes that he sent. Uh, you know. So another reason he hates Sneeko is because Sneeko, he's an avid pusher of... Uh, he, he was... Um, he spoke out in favor of the movie cuties all right i instantly don't like this guy yeah like i didn't like i was on the fence like he just sounds like a jackass this could just be for for like views on the internet he's a fucking derp but that that's not yeah so like, the movie... i have a daughter that's about that same age mm -hmm. i don't like that shit no one should like that. That no. is, it's awful. You are a petter ass, sir. Is, I am going to officially say <laughs> Sneeko is a petter ass. It's absolutely a fucking horrent. And like his defense of the movie was that, yeah, it's sexualizing kids, but the context is that kids, it, it's supposed to it, like expose that kids are getting like sexualized in this way. And, but the movie ended up defeating its own purpose by sexualizing real child actors. Yeah, it's basically kiddie porn. It's the yeah, it's considered by many, including me and most of the sane world to be fucking gross and that's why it got deleted from Netflix. As it should have never it, been on there in the first never, place. Yeah, cuz like if you're going to try and if that was their message they were going for, to expose the sexualization of children, there's other ways around it than literally sexualizing children. Wouldn't it have been, I don't want to say cool, but wouldn't it have been like, I think maybe the, the most beneficial thing they could have done with a film like that is just to see who watches it and who watches it a little too often. I would agree with you, but I saw the marketing for that movie. And, and it was pushed on kids. The marketing had nothing to do with what the movie was actually about. Yeah. I Honestly, I didn't see the movie. 
I didn't watch I, it I saw a little bit of the marketing, and I was like, dude, that's fucking nasty. That is so gross. The cover of the movie is immediately, you're like, dude, I feel like I'm on a list just because I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because I saw the cover of this fucking book. Yeah, okay. So Sneeko was like, but kids are sexualized. It's real. It was realistic. And it, this just the stupidest. There's no such thing as a third grade twerk team, you fucking moron. Right. Hey, that should have ended his career. That should have ended his career immediately. And it might I'm, have. I'm kind of wondering why this guy hasn't like blown up just for being canceled. He did. He got canceled. He got deplatformed. They they shut his ass down on YouTube. Oh, did shut they? his ass down on Twitch. The only way he's able to stream at all is on other people's accounts. Wow. So it's technically that's a subversion. So they could hit him. But yeah, anyway. but I mean, you could end up screwing up somebody else's stuff for you going on there and YouTube blasting don't care. off. You know how much money they're making off of Charlie? <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Charlie and Mr. Beast, they don't give a fuck. They will, they will ban whoever they need to to stay politically correct. I but, guess. Excuse me. Didn't okay. So I did a little bit of reading on this guy earlier, mm-hmm. and didn't he work for Mr. Beast? Who, Sneeko? Yeah. I think he did. I read but back in the day when he was doing like the street stuff i think yeah he had a little a slight bit of association yeah he only showed up on like one episode or one one video or whatever it was yeah and you know fucking and people's talking shit about mr beast now too i'll be honest i've seen some of the videos it's kind of entertaining but i don't know anything about the guy they're they're saying he does all this charitable stuff for views and yeah he is obviously like why the fuck else would you do it? Exactly. It, it, but, like, like, he's doing stuff like... He did a video a while ago where he fucking gave... There's a surgery that can cure blindness in certain cases. Uh-huh. And he gave that to, like, several people. And videotaped them seeing things for the first time. And the fucking tears of joy. You know, fucking... And the response to that from Twitter was, This is disgusting. This is exploitation. He gave someone the gift of fucking sight. Yeah. Like. How exploitive, exploitative, exploitative. I think it is. It, how, how bad could it really be? I it, mean. How exploitative. Exploitative. Could it possibly be. I don't even think that's the right pronunciation. I don't know. How, <laughs> how bad could it honestly be? Like it, it, he like, gave however many people their sight back. And he makes a buck. He makes a couple of bucks. They can fucking see now. And he probably gave him a fucking Tesla. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Granted, some of the shit Mr. Beast does is kind of cringy to me because yeah. it's all just, it's so fake. Like, I don't watch YouTube to watch scripted bullshit. Right. You know, but... So the, the guy does some nice shit for some people and films it. Who gives a flying fuck? Exactly. And, like, are they completely... Have they never seen, like, game shows? Like... Yeah. The, 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 those the price game is shows, right only gives you like 20 grand at the grand prize right and like it's helping these people and they're so happy and they absolutely film these people being happy so that we feel happy because you know emotions are contagious yeah. but they're making a buck every time for every set of eyes on that fucking show yeah. it's the same thing if it was really that bad the motherfucker wouldn't have 
hundreds of millions of views and subscribers and shit. It's not that bad. There's just a bunch of loud fucking douchebags on the internet that don't want people that don't want blind people to get free vision for some reason. I think a lot of this just boils down to like virtue signaling. It's really all it is. It, it's just and people will say that virtue signaling is not even real. Like, are you yeah, kidding me? Of course yes, it is. it is. Everyone on the planet knows that virtue signaling is real because everyone on the planet has done it at least once. Yeah. You know, it didn't I mean, have to be online. I mean, that's all. That's what Mr. Beast is doing is virtue signaling. But I mean, he has right. the money to kind of back it up, so he can actually. There, there's becomes a point where virtue signaling becomes philanthropy, and I'm not exactly sure where that dollar amount lies. Well, is it virtue signaling if there's actually a virtue? Like, do you have to signal the virtue? It, it just, it literally exists. It speaks for itself. He gave people the gift of sight. I, I don't know. That's a virtue, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's virtuous. You know, I mean, it's. If, okay, take like the biblical stance. Yeah, Jesus gave people their eyesight back. It was for clout. It was all for clout. It says so saith Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're but filling I up mean, his fucking basket. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, if you think about like take Mr. Beast in comparison to like Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. Okay, everybody tout you know touts. Bill Gates is like this wonderful philanthropist that's spending all this money to make the world better. You know what he's actually doing? All the money he's putting into these areas are his next business venture. Yep. They're his next market. That's all he's really, he's just progressing them up enough so that they start buying his shit. Bill Gates has been a millionaire long enough to now be old money. Uh, yeah. He's, I mean, the man was the richest man in the world for a while there. Yeah. He's, yeah. Anyway, fucking Sneeko and Moist Critical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back on topic. <laughs> we rolled away. Fucking. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, Sneeko, you know, he did the thing, waving his gun around, talking yeah. about, look at my clips. These are all the clips I'm looking at. <laughs> and laughing the whole time, waving his gun around. Look, I psychopath. Looks like fucking. He looks like goddamn. Uh, what's his name from that American Psycho movie? Oh, uh, shit. Tom. It's not, it wasn't Tom Cruise. Was it? No, it was uh, Patrick Bateman is the character's name, played by Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, although he never really did a gun. He just had this really shiny axe. But yeah, the fucking, the face, he was laughing with joy, pointing this gun at the fucking camera and shit. And did he happen to be talking about Huey Lewis? Yeah. <laughs> he, he was just talking shit. He's like, maybe I'll come see you. You in Tampa? Maybe I'll come see you. Threatening him to come shoot him. And fucking Charlie's response was, "Dude, first of all, you sound like a fucking idiot." And he pulls out his fucking handgun and cocks it back and pulls out the mag. And he's like, "This is a mag. This is a magazine. We call these mags. You like, you sound like a fucking dipshit. It's not a clip. This is a mag. Just like the same way that you're such a fucking idiot." And he reaches down and picks up a fucking AR. A custom-built AR that he put together himself and pulls out the mag, and he's like, this is also a mag. And while he's holding his fucking AR. Yeah. So that was like a low-key, yeah, pull up. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to blow you the fuck away. That is some distinguishly Southern shit. Yeah, that's, some, some, that's some Florida man-ass shit. Yeah, it is. You come to a Florida man's house and watch what happens. You will die. Yeah, th this dude is the literal embodiment of Florida man. You don't fuck with that. Maybe I'll come see you. Maybe you won't leave, motherfucker. <laughs> like, fucking like, shit. Like, come down. We'll have some pie, and then it'll blow your brains out. Yeah, it, that was a really low-key... Pull up, and I will put a bullet in your fucking head. This is literal 
fuck around and find out. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. And but then you know he never said that. And at the end of it, he said, "Sorry about the fucking gun anatomy lecture," and then went on to roast Nico for ten more minutes. <laughs> All about what a cuck he is and how stupid he is and why what he's doing is fucking retarded and so, why he shouldn't do this anymore. So moral of the story is don't fuck with that guy. Yeah, but don't fuck with Southerners in general. Like, if if it it's a man, right? Uh-huh. And an accomplished man with a place of their own and a family or anything in semblance of that, chances are there's more than just, you know, his physique guarding his fucking castle. Yeah. You know? Especially a guy like this. He's literally a millionaire. The motherfucker's probably got, like, fucking, like, bots. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's probably got some security or something. I mean, I don't know what this dude's house is like or anything like that, but, I mean, if he's got some kind of money, he's probably not fucking around about his security, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just ridiculous. I don't know why Sneeko thought that was a good idea. He's just getting just absolutely destroyed. It like, You know what this reminds me of? What? This is like the really, like the jockey kid in high school that was like on the football team and stuff, and he started picking on this one kid, and kid got fucking tired of it, and he fought back. And now the jockey kid's looking all stupid with his with his hand in his ha- or his head in his hands, going, "How the fuck did this happen?" Yeah, because get your ass beat. It's a it's so, a verbal ass whooping. That was another point that Charlie made. That like, fucking the only reason you jump to violence is because you can't use your words. Yeah, you can't win this argument. Yeah. You know, and I'm guilty of that sometimes. Sometimes I get so fucking frustrated. I don't even want to bother using my words. I just want to, if you piss me off enough, I'm going to say that I want to kick your ass anyway. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter if I could win the argument. I just kind of want to hit you. <laughs> I was like that for a very long time. I still slip into it once in a while. I, I do too. But I was going to say something. Now I can't remember what I was going to say. Sorry. It's all right. Uh, what era in this conversation were we in? Uh, so it was somewhere around where like Sneeko just doesn't have the word. Oh, now I remember what I was going to say. If I could give any advice to this Charlie fellow mm-hmm. is don't argue with this fellow too long because when you argue with idiots, they'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. Mm-hmm. Well, he's unfortunately, he really likes going down to that level. Uh, Apparently, but I mean, he kind of shines down there, like, because it's like he's reached, he hacked Mario, and now he's constantly, like, invincible star Mario, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so like, he goes down there, you know, little bitty Mario, and everybody, and fucking Sneeko, maybe he got a mushroom, and thinks he's a big boy now, and all he's going to do is touch Charlie and die. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can it, guarantee you, no matter how this ends, it's probably not going to be real good for Sne- oh, this Sneeko fella. Sneeko's a pussy dude. He's not going over there. Like, he, he is not going to Charlie's house. He's not going to do that. I but, could like, see him sending somebody over there, which I would argue would, is like a way more bitch move. 
Yeah, well, he's a bitch. Yeah, if you're going to threaten violence to somebody, don't send somebody else. Go do the ass whooping yourself. Well, he started challenging him to a boxing match or whatever, and Charlie's like, no. Oh, so. I'm, I'm not going to fight you. I am not going to continue. I'm not going to put myself in a realm with you. At, at no point ever will I do that. Number one, you're bigger than me. Why would I do that? Like, and, how much bigger is a Sneeko fellow than Charlie? He's not really bigger. He's just taller. Yeah. Like, Charlie's, like, two inches shorter than I am. Okay. But he's, like, but Charlie ripped on him for this, too. He's like, I wouldn't fight you because you're taller than me. You got a better reach. But I know goddamn well, you maybe you think I'm some little skinny boy. But then he fucking showed off, and he's he's kind of ripped. He, he kind of, he's got, his arms look like they're a little smaller than mine was at the sawmill. Yeah. He got some strength. You know, he'd be going to the gym. He got that skinny boy strength. Got that skinny, that cock strength. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, you know, Sneeko is stupid. And as far as I know, Sneeko has not responded, and I don't expect him to. If he's smart, he'll just leave it alone. He'll just get a real job. (laughs) Yeah. He's getting run out of the internet. Go suck off your buddy Andrew Tate and see what you can do after that. Well, Andrew Tate's dick is unfortunately behind bars right now. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. (laughs) He got arrested for fucking sex trafficking. Yeah. Yep. Can't say I'm surprised by that either. Yeah. Not at all. Because, you know. I mean, the guy kind of admitted it on a lot of streams, like in a roundabout way. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like. In In enough of a direct way that they were able to be like, we should probably check this guy out. Yeah, because I mean, he, I, I'm not a Andrew Tate fan, but I've seen some of his shit just scrolling through Facebook and YouTube and stuff. And I remember watching one of these things, and he was just talking about, yeah, you know, I got a couple girls that I'm running their OnlyFans for them and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. doing the wherever he was, Poland or Ukraine or whatever, you know, backwater Eastern European country he was in romania that's what it was oh fucking fire for romanians huh (laughs) Eh. (laughs) i mean no offense to the romanian people or anything like that but eh. (laughs) anyway he was on there talking about yeah i run these only fans for these girls wait 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 the fact that we can think of a country we've never been to and think about it as backwater. I'll bet you there are more places than not there that are way nicer than, like, what we're used to. Maybe not in Columbus. But Columbus is pretty shitty in some places. Yeah, I mean, every town is kind of shitty in some places. It doesn't matter if it's America or in Europe or But saying some place is a backwater location, that's, like, literally where I came from. I'm from Pinetucky, Alabama. Backwater. Buddy, you're not even backwater. You're you've gone past the water <laughs> into the trees and then have found a mud puddle. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Pinetucky is, okay? No yeah. offense, but like full offense here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. I ain't got no motherfucking annoying ass sneako ass neighbors talking about they want to come up to my house with a fucking handgun. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. You won't make it past the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> to get up here, it takes a four-wheel drive, by the way. Your Escalating will make it. 
but yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> I could probably get that Escalade up that that trail there. I mean, if you drag it with a fucking Winham. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it might not look as shiny as what it did before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Yeah. What was you on? I distracted uh, you. Oh, the Andrew Tate thing. So, like, I don't really know much about the guy, but I saw one video where he's talking about running these OnlyFans sites for these girls and stuff. Uh-huh. And just based off my pure gut instinct, I was like, that kind of sounds illegal, buddy. Mm-hmm. It just, it something didn't sit right. And that was probably about a month or two before I heard about him going to jail. And I was like, yeah, I was right. Yep. And... And all these, he does all these, like, fucking business, you know, educational fucking Yeah, that's a fucking pyramid scheme if I've ever seen one. He makes you pay, like, 50 bucks to get access to his 51 Uh, steps to success. Is it, like, Hustler University or some shit like that? Yeah, 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 that's what it is. And in that shit, he literally details, like, uh, like, building yourself up as this fucking, you know major successful businessman take advantage of your family members for free labor like fucking call up these girls tell them oh baby you're the one it's just me and you blah and then when they get there you just basically trick them into working for you and running your only fans yeah that's sex trafficking yeah that's exactly what that's, that is you're forcing somebody to take their clothes off for other people for money and those details are why he got busted. Yeah. Like, like yeah, he, he's not nearly as smart as he thinks he is. <laughs> he just can't be. Apparently not. Yeah, he, but he thought he was a fucking genius. He thought he was just something else. Yeah, I mean, you know, if the legal system didn't exist, he probably would be considered a well, genius. Well, that's why he was in fucking Romania. Yeah, he was. Because he thought he could out. beat that legal system. Couldn't do it. Yeah, even that backwater place figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking sheriff of Pine Tucky would be knocking on his door in no time. Uh, by the way, no offense to the Romanian people. I'm sure you're all lovely. I don't even know what they sound like. I, I couldn't even... tell you. I th- probably something close to Russian. Yeah? Because that's kind of roundabout where they are. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they're they're kind of somewhere between like Ukraine, like under Ukraine and then below you're, you're Russia. You're saying a lot of buzzwords right now, Kevin. <laughs> what, Ukraine? And Russia. Well, I mean, it's just geographically speaking. Oh, boy, that's not good enough, Kevin. I hold no opinion publicly for any of this. You hear that knock at the door? That's Twitter. Yeah, it's the Twitter <laughs> police. They're going to they shut are. us down. <laughs> oh, no. Shit, there they are. That actually scared me some. <laughs> Jesus, it's the fuzz. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I don't know. That controversy just... I, when I first saw the gun come out, like, I was half asleep, and immediately the hair raised up in my head, and I got so afraid for, honestly, both of them, you know? Yeah. Like, that's some fucking, that's some shit. It, nothing has really changed. It's that same fucking East Coast versus West Coast bullshit, you know? Like, where, they, where is this Nico from, anyway? I don't know. I think he's in Florida right now. I don't know where he's from. Yeah. I think he used to do his street stuff. Used to happen in Washington. Like Washington State? The state of Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's Washington State, and then there's Washington, D.C. I think it was Washington, Washington. I don't know. <laughs> I can't I can't confirm or deny either way. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, I don't think he's from. I don't, he's definitely not a southerner. Like, no, he doesn't sound like one. If he is, he could be. I don't know, somewhere weird. Charlie's probably not a southerner either. He just lives in Florida. Yeah. And see, that's that was the contradictory to the like the left leaning thing because he's got a fucking AR. Like, yeah. He's he likes guns. He knows guns. He, there's tons of things that he's able to do with a gun that I wouldn't be able to do. Hmm. I mean, he could just be a centrist. You know, you pick and choose from both sides. That's kind of how that's kind of how I am. Yeah, I mean, that's about where I'm at too. You know, I agree with some things on one side and some things on the other, and then I don't agree with things on both sides. I will never say that I'm a Democrat, and I'll never say that I'm a Republican. It no. just the fucking that system is so busted to me because, like, I don't agree with everything either side says. Yeah. I'm slurring a bit. That's my third beer. Yeah. I used to kind of identify as like a libertarian, but... They say some weird shit, too. Well, yeah, after I started digging into it a lot more, it's it's not so much about, like, personal liberties as they say it is. It's more about, like, corporations being able to do whatever the fuck they want to. Yeah. And, like, some of the stuff I agree with, like, they like guns, yeah. but they want to sort of gatekeep them a little bit, make it a little harder to get guns. I'm cool with that whatever you know and they want to like cease the fucking war on drugs cool with that fucking marijuana should have been legal everywhere a long time ago fucking i think they are pro-choice the libertarians Mm -hmm. uh yeah well they're basically pro-choice on just about everything so it's kind of a less is more type of situation where they want smaller government and, you know, more civil civil liberties. Right. So you can, you know, if you want to do drugs, knock yourself out. If you want to buy a gun, knock yourself out. And if just you, let natural fucking selection just take its fucking course. Yeah, but see, the problem with that that rhetoric is that it doesn't just apply to you and me. This, and this is where my problem with the Libertarian Party kind of came from, is it extends all the way out to corporations. Mm-hmm. Where you can have, like, say, Exxon or you know the nuclear companies or any any anything that does anything, mm-hmm. they can basically do whatever they want to at that point within certain realms. Yes, but basically, they they would get rid of the EPA. Um, we that will never happen. EPA will never go away. Uh, they were if if Joe Jorgensen got elected in the last election, it was going to. That's, that just can't happen. Yeah, but like my my big problem was that they were then going to start dumping a bunch of stuff. And I my one real big lefty side is that they were going to they so they allowed for dumping. Yeah, like, so like waste products like you know, they're they're not going to regulate what you can and can't put in waterways, what you dump out in the middle of the desert. Oh God. Shit so, like that. That that's where, you know, that kind of thing would be going away where we have, I would lose my job. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So for your job, you know, you have all these bins, you have to separate everything because there's processes mm-hmm. that would then be up to the company to self-regulate themselves. And you know what happens when people have to self-regulate themselves? 
chaos. They don't regulate themselves. Yeah, they don't. They just start throwing shit everywhere. You got dogs running without horses, you know. There has to be a threat of, you know, utter desolation for people to actually get their shit together. Yeah, and that that's where my, like, environmentalists kind of kick in. And you, you I, I didn't like fucking, that. If, if you read Love Canal, like, you know what happened up there? Like... Toxic waste is real. It's an actual threat. I'm talking about birth defects. I'm talking about kids playing in the sandbox and complaining that their feet are burning. Yeah, well, I mean, look at, like, Flint, Michigan, and then uh, what was the one that just happened recently? Le- shit, Lebanon? Or the fucking the train derailment That's what shit? I'm talking about. Where was that at? That was uh, East Palestine. East Palestine, yeah. Yeah, fucking... Oh. And they're like, no, it's fine. You guys can come back. There's no big deal. The no, trains- there's still fucking acid rain. Have we talked about this on the podcast? No, I don't think so. Yeah, the fucking train fucking derailed and unloaded fucking... Thousands of gallons Thousands of and chemicals. thousands of gallons of vinyl chloride. And they were so afraid it was going to blow up, they did a quote-unquote control burn. Yeah, which it was fire. not controlled. Yeah, which turns vinyl chloride... When it goes on fire, vinyl chloride becomes hydrogen chloride. Yeah, and then when it mixes with the uh, rain, the rain vapor. comes down, and it's acidic. It's yep. it's fucking hydrogen chloride. What is the one that? What's no, your no, 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 no. It, it turns into a. Damn it! It's basically your stomach acid. Um, what's that shit called? Bile. <laughs> no. It was uh caloric acid. Caloric acid. Okay, that's not what hydrochloric acid. Hydrochloric acid. Yeah, yeah. Was. So when hydrogen uh. Hydrogen chloride combines with water vapor, it becomes hydrochloric acid. Yeah. And acid rain will come down from the sky. And like they're like, no, it's fine. You guys are okay. And that's just so that no one will freak out. And they're just going to keep it isolated, that one area. you know. And meanwhile, the fucking, they're finding dead deer and dead dogs and shit. And the, meanwhile, the birds are literally flying upside down. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, you know what I find the craziest about that whole situation? You don't see anything about it anymore. It's gone. It happened for two days, and then it's just gone. Well, because what can we do? And there's, there was another train derailment in fucking Michigan. Yeah. There, it, was it, an, there was another one in Texas, too, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, there was one in North Alabama, like a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there was actually, I think it's uh, a movie where a train was derailed in East Palestine. Mm-hmm. It was made in, like, 2018, 19, somewhere in there. Wow. And all the same shit happened. Wow. In that movie. What movie is this? I can't remember. But awesome. it was on Netflix for a while. If anyone knows that movie, please send it to me. <laughs> yeah, me too. I fucking... Uh, yeah, what, what is our email now? It's I'm not going to work tomorrow at gmail.com. I think it's the... I'm, I think it is the I'm not going to work tomorrow podcast. I think, I think at, we cut the the in the podcast out. I think it's just I'm not going to work tomorrow. I don't know. We'll have to look. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the fucking description below. Yeah. Also, like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if we said this or not, but we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts now. Yeah, wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you get your podcast from. We out there. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy shit happening in this world, man. Yeah. So. Which I actually had a topic kind of. Along the lines of this. Bring it in, Mr. Segway. All right. So I got to pull it back up. Okay. Because some of the shit that is in this article is what, when I read it, I was just sitting there laughing to myself. Yeah. 
Um, hold on. My phone runs very slow. It is very old. You should you should get a better droid. Yeah, I probably should. So this article was in Popular Mechanics, okay. the uh, the magazine, and I saw this digital version. All right, God so hold on. It's pulling up. Basically, I'll tell you what the title says in just a minute. Basically, a scientist has figured out a theoretical way to make wormholes in a laboratory. That sounds fun. It sounds really fun. (laughs) But you get into it, and you're just like, well, fuck, I could have done that. Oh. Because all he really did... Wait, 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 wait. pull the article up. I I want to hear this. So... The the title of the article says, Scientists now have the blueprint for an actual working wormhole. Promising. And this was published in Popular Mechanics two days ago. The blueprint for... So did he, what, take a piece of blue paper and draw a wormhole? Because I've seen that drawing. Well, no, the picture they have on here is of a blue shaded wormhole. Okay. Kind of a neat looking picture. Yeah, but that's not a blueprint. No, it's not. Uh, so I'll just read you a chunk out of it here. There's dead air, Kevin. I'm working on it. (laughs) Okay. So a fellow named Hatim Salai, H-A-T-I-M-S-A-L-I-H. I I don't care, Mr. Hatim. Yep. Mr. Hatim, uh, an honorary research fellow at, uh, Bristol's Quantum Engineering Technologies Lab, and co-founder of the startup Dot Quantum published a paper in the journal Quantum Science and Technology saying there's a real opportunity to build out counterportation. 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 Not teleportation. Not akin to teleportation, but without particles actually moving. Okay. It never goes into any more detail about what that is in the article. So particles don't move. So what... What oh, is oh, it oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. So, so is it just a transfer of information, but without it, actual particles moving? Instead of you moving through time and space, time and space moves under you. I guess that could be what it is. So particles don't move. Yeah, so it continues on saying, think a wormhole with a twist. Okay. In quotations, here's the sharp distinctions. Uh, Salil, Salil says in a new release, while counterportation achieves the end goal of teleportation, namely disembodied transport, it remarkably does so without any detectable information carries traveling across. Okay. Whatever that means. So I guess it it works like teleportation. That's about as much of that article as I read earlier when you sent it to me. Yeah. So basically what, what I'm getting from that is that, like, it's almost like a mini worlds kind of thing where it takes a copy of you is what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay, so I recall someone talking pretty in-depth about teleportation and what that might look like. So, like, you would... It's very similar to this. So, what they're doing, for, for teleportation to work the way you see it in the movies, you'd have to be broken down piece by piece where you stand and then reassembled on the other side. Yes, but there is a period of time where you are in pieces yes. and you will experience biological death. And then a thing will be built on the other side in your image, maybe even with your memories. But is that really you? 
the original you has died. You died. Yeah. Like. Well, that's basically what this is, but without the particle taking pe- a parter. Without, without pulling you apart. Just copying yeah. you and pasting you somewhere else. Basically, yeah. It's like instant, like that. Boom, I'm here. Yeah. So it goes on to say that, of course, this wormhole blueprint isn't yet feasible with today's technology. If counterportation is to be realized, an entirely new type of quantum computer has to be built, he says. An exchange-free one where communicating parties exchange no particles. So basically what this means is that he had an idea one night and put it on paper, and now it's a theory. Well, that's how they work. But Yeah, but like you can't just come out and say, hey, I figured out teleportation, and then all of a sudden at the end be like, oh, well, this is actually just a theory. Nobody really read that far into it. Imagine a world, Kevin. I'm imagining. Or toilet paper doesn't exist. What a terrible place. What a terrible place. We're using corn cobs. We're using two <laughs> Two reds, reds and a white. Two reds and a white corn cob. <laughs> and there's this feller, you know, wiping his ass with a corn cob like he has his whole life. Uh-huh. Right? And he thinks to himself, you know, wouldn't it be a lot easier if I could just wipe my... If I just had, like, instead of these big old corn cobs, I got to ram up inside of my anus... If I could just, like, wipe the duty away. Well, you really... Okay. I know I'm, they don't I'm sorry sho- to... Pop- I know they don't shove it up their ass. <laughs> I, okay. And that was for comic was, effect. I was about to have to I already knew exactly what you were going to say beforehand. <laughs> you fucking twat. <laughs> I kind of got hung up on the wrong point there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, get, don't get preoccupied with stuff going in your butt, Kevin. <laughs> I, I'd prefer not to have that happen. It's only one part of the journey. <laughs> hey, uh, that reminds me of a joke. You want to yeah. hear it? Go ahead. Okay, so a uh, man goes to the doctor and says, "Doctor, my 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 butt kind of hurts." And the doctor says, "Okay, well, where where does it hurt at?" And he says, "Right here around the entrance." The doctor says, "Well, as long as you keep calling it an entrance, it's gonna keep hurting." <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking exit. That's a really good one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. But uh, this this whole, I get where you're going with your analogy. Like, obviously, yeah. you know, if just because something wasn't before doesn't mean that it can't be in the future. But you're basing your whole theory on the hope and a prayer that somebody comes up with something that would work to make your theory work. Yeah, for this to work, we need quantum computers. Yeah. We, which, need, we need quantum computers. The only quantum anything we have is like the double slit experiment. And fucking Large Hadron Collider. Yeah. Like, and, and have you, you've seen the Devil's Head Experiment? I have heard of it. I can't quite remember what it is. Okay, let me, let me drop this big old quantum bomb. Because this is the birth of quantum physics. Yeah. This is what a quantum computer would be able to fucking, like, deal with. So, like, the Double Slit Experiment, like, say you get a metal plate with two slits cut in it, and you fire marbles at it, uh-huh. right? And say behind that metal plate you have like a wall where impressions could get made and you could see you know when the marbles went through Uh so if there's one slit in the metal plate and you fire marbles at it some of the marbles will hit the walls of the metal plate and bounce back some of them will go through and the impressions on the back wall will be a straight line down the middle because that's the only place the marbles could go through Uh if there's two slits the same thing will happen you'll have two slits on the impressions in the back wall and you know sometimes they go through 
So sometimes a marble goes through uh, one slit. Sometimes a marble goes through a different slit. Sometimes a marble doesn't go either of the slits, you know, and you'll get two straight lines in the back wall. Well, if you were to submerge that same plate in water and send a wave through those two slits mm-hmm. or through a single slit, you'll still get one main impression on the back wall where one wave passes through one hole and then creates another, a new wave, which still has that same, you know, centered point of, uh, point of, point of origin. Yeah. And, you know, it's still going to be centered. It's still going to look the same way the impression would if you were to shoot a marble at that. But if you send a wave through two slits, so, like, two new waves will come out on the other side. They will interfere with each other, and they will create an ear, inter, an interference pattern uh-huh. on the impressions in the back wall. Yeah. So, you will see it will be one main line in the middle, and then lines decreasing in uh, power off to the side. Uh-huh. And it, they call that an interference pattern. If So, we know what, ma- what happens when matter passes through those slights, that through those slates and what happens when waves pass through those slits. Mm-hmm. So they decided to test this out on a microscopic level. Uh, they shot electrons at a plate with a single slit. I don't know how they got to this experiment. I don't know what took place to make them do this, but they did it. They had a plate with a single slit in it. They fired electrons at it. Okay, it, electrons are tiny little bits of matter. They're tiny little marbles, right? Uh-huh. And all this is coming from that fucking Dr. Quantum bit from what the fuck do we know? Yeah. But it's a fantastic explanation. Like, it made my dumbass 19-year-old self understand it. It works. So, like, they fired electrons at a plate that had one slit cut in it, and they acted just like marbles. A one main line of impressions on the back wall and you know because that's consistent with what we know so they did two slits they fired electrons at a plate that had two slits cut in it and on the back wall they'd expect to see two slits you know two lines uh-huh. on the impressions well they didn't they saw an interference pattern okay so the explanation how is that possible how could Tiny little marbles make an interference pattern like a wave. The only explanation they can come up with is that the electron approaches the slits, breaks off into two possibilities, goes through both slits at the same time, rejoins itself on the other side, and interferes with itself and creates that pattern. That's the only logical explanation they can come up with. But... Yeah, but why would it split? That's exactly the question. We don't know. Well, maybe maybe that's not it. Maybe there's too many electrons firing at one time. Maybe they're interfering with each other in creating that pattern. You know, maybe one electron is interfering with another electron. So they fired them one electron at a time. Still, interference pattern. Hmm. Still got interference. So that's the only logical explanation. It must be approaching that those two slits as a wave of possibilities rejoining itself and creating the interference pattern. It's a wave. Well, so they, so this is crazy. This is, we're not done. So they decided, well, we'll just, let's put 
a monitoring device next to the slits and see which hole the electron actually goes through. And when they did that, the birth of quantum physics happened. The electron went back to acting like a marble. Instead of an interference pattern, we see two slits on the back wall, as if they were firing marbles. The mere act of observing the electron passing through the slits changed the outcome. Just seeing it happen changed it. That's where the question, if a tree falls into forest, does it make a sound? That's the origin of that question. It's the uh, double slit experiment. Well then. So here's a dumb man's idea for a really smart notion. Mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know. I don't know if it really works, but so you're firing matter. You're firing an atom Mm-hmm. basically at two smaller s- than an atom a piece of an atom you're, so you're firing a piece of an atom that is infinitely small mm-hmm. you're firing one of those mm-hmm. so just because I know a little bit about ballistics and stuff so when that thing's flying it causes uh, there's a forward pressure of the projectile moving through the air mm-hmm. and then there's a back pressure that is kind of rippling off of it. Could it be that you're firing this infinitely tiny little deal and it is hitting other things and pushing that forward as well? Yes, but how do you account for the entire process changing by view? Changing just by... Well, I mean, that part throws a whole wrench in the system, but I don't know. What is so crazy about it is that when they observed it, it, you know, it creating an interference pattern... We can come up with tons of things to explain that. Yeah. But it going back to acting like a marble after we watch the holes, there's no explanation. It changes reality as we know it. Our understanding of reality is wrong. Probably. It absolutely is, 100%. It can't be right because of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little deep. Who's to say? Not me. I don't know. Not me. I'm definitely not smart enough for that. But see... The theory that this is a simulation, that's actually evidence uh, of it being a simulation. Because, like, for this to be a simulation, it had to behave at least similar to a video game, the way we understand them. So, like, if you're playing a video game, maybe it's open world, because this is definitely, if this is a simulation, it's definitely an open world simulation. Yeah. In an open world game, is the entire world rendered all the time? Or is it just rendering what you are within proximity of? What if that's like, you know, people talk about we see things in three dimensions. What if that's the fourth dimension? What if if the fourth dimension is just the programmer? True. And, like, the fourth dimension is supposed to be time and space. So saith Albert Einstein. But, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, he was one guy. He didn't know about the double slit experiment either. Yeah, I mean, this was... Well before. Well, I think he... Maybe... He, he was around well before that. Yeah. I think he may have seen the double slit experiment. Because he, he came up with E equals MC squared. And it was his... I think his theories were the ones about quantum entanglement. Oh. Uh. I think he might have invented quantum entanglement. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be stupid. But anyway. <laughs> I don't know. The fucking... Yeah, so like... A video game only renders what you can see. 
And if you can't see it, it doesn't bother rendering it because it saves computing power by doing that. Yeah. So like, if we can't see how that electron is doing that, it doesn't. The the world doesn't bother generating it for us. We don't need to see it. Yeah. It's, it's not, like like okay, you, you've played Call of Duty before, you know, first person shooter type thing. Mm-hmm. When you're playing that game, all you see is what's in front of you. Right. What's behind you is just turned back into ones and zeros. Well, what's in front of you is rendered in, though. Exactly. Your view is what renders the game. Yeah. And that's why FPS is so fucking important. So with that knowledge in mind and the double slit experiment as well, like it really lends credence to the idea that this is probably a simulation. Elon Musk said the odds that this is base reality and this is not a simulation and we're the first ones who've thought of it is one in billions. Yeah. Fucking even Neil deGrasse Tyson, who has to disagree with Elon Musk just because he's a Democrat. Uh, he says the odds are 50-50, <laughs> you know, that this is base reality. I mean, if you think about it, it's probably not 50-50. That's, that's some pretty generous odds. Yeah, it's if probably. You just, if, okay, if you just go off of what we know now, the odds of this being a simulation are not less than zero. But they're just what I know about statistics. There's infinite, infinite possibilities of what is actually going on. This is likely a simulation. And there was another person who said, like, one of three things are true. Either this is a simulation and that has immediate implications. Or two, we discover that we can create a simulation equal to the world that we live in and we decide not to but we have the power to so how do we know that this isn't a simulation or we discover simulation and make a simulation and the simulations within those simulations eventually make their own simulations and it goes on and on and on and on and on it's the uh it's the car battery conundrum tell me that tell me the car battery conundrum so okay you watch rick and morty right Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teenyverse. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> teenyverse into a microverse into a... I don't remember what the next one was. You're my battery, uh, motherfucker. You're yeah. my battery. <laughs> exactly. But that's that's basically what you're talking about here. That's that's what that comes from is like, if we made a simulation, then the simulation makes a simulation. You're just simulation inceptioning down the rabbit hole. Right. And then who's to say where we are in the process? Yeah, who's our... And also... Our simulation could be simulated by a simulation that's simulated by another simulation. And creator religions falls right in line with simulation. Cause not going to cre- lie, though. I like to err on the side of this is not a simulation, but we are an alien experiment. Simulation. Yeah, but not in like... By a definition... Ma- I guess yes, but not when I when you say simulation, I'm by definition, like, but not by concept. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm thinking more of like Matrix. Yeah, this is not. It, you know, we're perpetually in 1999. Yeah, I still like the fucking the moon is a Death Star theory. <laughs> I love that theory. I think it's such a cool theory. I, I but love like it. okay, so if this is a simulation, and all these alien sightings are happening, but we can't, we never really get one, get our hands on one. Uh huh. And they're breaking the laws of physics, and we don't understand how or why. They're programmed to break the laws of physics. Because they can. Yeah, they are programmed. They got cheat codes. Yeah, they have cheat codes. They have cheat codes we don't have access to, and we will never have access to. 
yeah. will never have contact with them. Maybe. Uh, if this is a simulation, you know, and we're e- either we're programmed to contact them or we're not. Period. Like, you know. There's no telling. If this is a simulation, it's a damn good and <laughs> state of the fucking art. Yeah. This is this is some good. Oh, excuse me. And maybe that's Th- what this the, is some good tinfoil hat territory we're getting in here. Yeah, and maybe the multiverse theory is it maybe on some level we have an understanding that there's not just one simulation, there's tons of them. But they, okay. they simulated this exact world, you know, countless times for our puny brains. Our puny fucking like sim three <laughs> brains. Yeah. Could be. So, okay. If this is a simulation. Let me let me throw this wrench in the system real quick. Mm-hmm. What do you think about time travel? Well, if it's a simulation, if it's a simulation, there is data of our past that, like your save game on Skyrim, you oh, could yeah. technically go back to. If it's a simulation, that's absolutely possible. So, which brings me to another kind of topic I've been wanting to talk about. Technically. Technically speaking, if you can go fast enough, you can travel forward in time. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Einstein's time is relativity, or time is relative. So if you were able to get on a spaceship and could go the speed of light, basically, you could go out into the universe at the speed of light for what you think is a year, or even just take a day, if you were able to go to the speed of light for a day out into the universe and then come back in another day, so you spent two days off planet, when you came back, the amount of time that had gone by on the planet could be hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, or I've seen one uh, uh, like sort of explanation of this. If you took a set of twins, it's a twin theory. Yeah. If you have... Uh, a train that goes all the way around the planet uh-huh. and it moves at the speed of light and you put one twin on the train and have the other one just live their life in the world and the twin gets in the train for what they perceive is a day traveling at the speed of light yeah when the train doors open and they meet their twin their twin will be old and gray you know fucking 80 years old and they will be 24 hours older yep the other one will and it's literally like looking into the future for them, like looking into the past for the uh, older twin now. And you will have literally traveled through time. Yeah. That, that's ba- we're basically saying the same thing. Yeah. But we're always, we're always traveling forward in time. Like we are time travelers in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, uh, I can't remember who sang it. It's an old country song, but time marches on. Right. Fucking, we... So, like, there's lots of... So, the simulation theory has got a lot of strong points for me right now. And, like, the simulation theory... Because it, it just sort of... It it supports literally almost every other theory, except for Flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Only the stupid believe in Flat Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty stupid, man. Or, or it's just, like... There's some... There's some flat earthers you can't disprove. It, like, they're just fucking contrarians, you know. At, like, yeah, well, it's kind of hard to disprove thing when you're speaking in gibberish, right? It, they just 
every piece of evidence you put down, they want to be like, did you collect that? Is that your evidence? Did you take that picture? I, I want somebody, I want NASA to take a flat earther, like a high profile flat earther. That won't work. And Kevin. put them on the ISS. They don't value NASA's opinion. They don't value anybody who has anything to do with NASA. They say they're part of the conspiracy. They wouldn't value their opinion even if they fucking, you know, put them over their knee, pulled their pants down, and spanked them. They wouldn't value that spanking at all because it came from a NASA employee. Okay, well then get with fucking Elon Musk or something. Like, I don't know, man. He's saying he's sending th stuff into space. He has to be part of the conspiracy because we can't go there. Okay, well then go talk to the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> well, like... <laughs> Eventually, you're going to find. Go get the fucking guy that owns Virgin Mobile Phones and go get on his spaceship. What these people are saying. It's just asinine. It's asinine. They're, they're, for what they're saying to be true, literally every country's leadership, literally every country's leadership would have to be in on it. Every scientist from every country's leader, from every country would have to be in on it because we, we, when we went to the moon and brought back rocks. We sent them to all the countries. We sent samples to every fucking country. Yeah, even the Russians, who even, we were not friends with at the time. And, yeah, we were in a Cold War with the motherfuckers at the time. Yeah. And we didn't get not one email being like, this is bullshit, this is not a fucking moon rock. Yeah. It, we didn't get one of those. Nope, not a one. Yep. N not even a whisper. The Russians were like, oh, shit. It's moon rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, when the Russians are impressed that you did something. You know you did something. Yeah. Fucking, we went to the moon. Yeah. And it, whatever, I don't, I don't care. It, uh, you know, I like the part in the Y files when they're talking about the hollow, hollow moon theory. Yeah. You and watched it, the video? Oh yeah, I've been watching a lot of his shit. I Fuck watched it. one, uh, on a semi. I guess it's not time travel, but like time communication. Right. But I'll get to that in a second. I like the part in the hollow moon theory video that he does. Where he's arguing with Hecklefish, mm -hmm. and he and Hecklefish is like, "We didn't go to the moon," and he's like, "Well, do you believe in the hollow moon theory?" Yeah. Well, then you have to acknowledge that we went to the fucking moon. We're gonna need you to concede <laughs> that we went to the moon. It's like, okay, but those were unmanned missions. Everything was filmed in fucking California. <laughs> yeah, that that part just made. I like Hecklefish. I love Hecklefish. I thought he was so cringy the first time I seen him. The first time I seen him. I was like, nope, can't stand that, and it clicked away. Yeah. And then I just ran out of other shit to watch, and I was like, well, I guess I'll watch, and God damn it, he stole my heart. <laughs> yeah. I love Hecklefish. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So the one I watched the other day was really interesting to me because it was one of those at the end where he couldn't 100% say that it was bullshit. And so what the, the way the story goes is that this fella in 1985 – roundabouts has a computer for work. One of the first like personal computers, like an IBM 5100 or some shit like that. Like, Oh, old, I know what you're talking about. Like old school IBMs. This took place in England. Yes. Yeah. And so he had this computer and he and his significant other left for a little while to go down to the pub or some shit like that. And when they came back, there was an odd message on the computer. And they read this message, and I can't do it verbatim. I don't remember shit that well. I have CRS, can't remember shit. Mm -hmm. um, but the the message is basically says, who are you and why are you in my home? 
and the guy's like, well, this is, this is my home. Um, who are you? You know? And they, they don't get a message back that after that evening, they come back after going to work the next day. And there's a message saying, I am CS Thomas or some shit like that. I can't remember the guy's name. Mm-hmm. This is my home and you are intruding. And so they end up corresponding back and forth for a little while. But the guy, the messages that the guy in 1985 is getting, they, they're weird vernacular. Like it's not like a modern dialect, how like normal, like how we talk. It's like you know, ye old English. Yeah, it's ye olde English. And so the guy goes down to the university and finds a, uh, a language expert who studied medieval language and stuff like that. Like, um, and he goes and takes him the printouts of the messages and stuff. And the guy studies it for a while, and he, f- he starts figuring out that this is somewhere... This dialect would have been used somewhere around the 16th century. And so the guy's kind of like taken aback by this and they keep corresponding back and forth for a while, like a couple hundred messages or so. And eventually they start getting kind of used to each other and it becomes more of like friendly conversation almost. They tell each other about themselves a little bit. Eventually another entity comes in though. And it's the only identification they give is 2038. So so now there's a third person speaking through this computer. Yes. So, and they're from the future, they say. Yeah. So there's 1520, 1985, and 2038. And 2038 pipes up and says that you two are part of a bigger plan. You can converse, but do not give details to the other. That that will throw off the timeline. We know what's going on. We need you to basically basically telling them to just kind of continue on as, as all is normal. And this kind of freaks 1985 out a little bit. And so, but... Closer to Mike. Oh, my bad. Um, 1520 and 1985 kind of converse and say, 1520 suggests, hey, if you have pen and paper, write your next message on pen and paper and leave it by the computer. And so 1985 does, and they converse like that a little while, and they start finding out more information about each other. So there's just like a fucking, a a time pool. Yeah, it's like... I want to call it a temporal field, but I don't think that's what that is. Yeah. Um, but there, there's basically some kind of string. It's a theoretical wormhole. Yeah, there, there's, there's a string between the timelines here. And so, Have you seen those explanations of like uh, wormhole travel where they take a piece of paper and they fold it? Uh-huh. And like, you know. They, they're basically, it's showing how space-time would bend. Yeah, but this is supposedly just time doing that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, they converse and they find out more about each other. And 1985 is getting real weirded out about this whole thing. So he actually calls in some paranormal investigators, like a, a reputable real life. 
paranormal investigator. This this institute has been around for hundreds of years. And they've debunked as many things as they've claimed were non-debunkable. Exactly. Um, and so they come in and they're like, okay, the, 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 the institute starts asking questions to 2038. And 2038's just like, look, they, they answer questions kind of in a roundabout way, but they never blatantly answer any of the actual questions. And so... Which is convenient. Like, it's, it's what a person from the future would do, but it's also what someone who didn't know would do. Yeah. But there was too many things that kind of lined up, especially with 1520, where you would have to have been a serious expert to have been able to pull off the vernacular correctly because this stuff it was it was too too prominent it was too um it, it was a rare thing it was to speak like this and there was only a certain subsect in this particular time frame that actually spoke like this the vernacular and he wasn't a very educated man so no like the vernacular was done poorly really well <laughs> yeah it, it was just the right amount of ignorance yeah it was like if a stupid person from today started talking to someone in the future. Yeah. You know, hey, like they're going to make grammatical mistakes and somebody up there, somebody in the future could be like, how do you even know that's them? That could just be an idiot from our time. They don't even sound, they're not even using dialects they used back then. No one, no one typed like that. It, read all, look at all the literature we had from that, that period of time. Well, this guy wasn't a fucking scholar. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so the craziest thing about this whole story is that the guy this, this is about, is a real he's a real live person. He's still alive today, I think. And uh eventually everybody kind of cuts ties. But this guy has been telling the story since like nineteen eighty seven was and the first there, time he came public with this. The paranormal person who came in to investigate, he got really involved as well. And like the twenty thirty eight person like decided that that person was in on this now and they could also communicate. They yeah. trusted them for some reason, but it, it was a bunch of drama. It, it was a bunch of like, there, there's lots of clicks in this fucking yeah. time gateway thing. It, like between 1985 and the fucking paranormal investigator, the paranormal investigator in 2038 and fucking. Yeah. It, it was hard to follow. Yeah. But Y-Files tried to just present the entire picture. I, I was able to follow the Y-Files story pretty well. And part part of me wants to believe this thing, just because, like, this guy has told the same story. Well, in 2038, we're going to get a big clue. We're going to be alive then. Yeah, and there was if something... If the simulation doesn't shut down before. There was something interesting that it was specifically that IBM 5100 was what 2038 had to use because it was able to use programs that were running on 32-bit. Hmm. So 32-bit is necessary because if you... From when the time... the When they started using 32-bit, so if you go out 32 digits, that's each second is a digit, or each digit is a second. Mm -hmm. You know, so 10 seconds gets to the next digit and yada, yada, yada. Um, 
if you do that in seconds from 1970-something, whenever they started using that, the year is 2038. Oh. That's 32 bits in seconds from 1970 to 2038. That's weird. That's why they had to use that IBM. Um, and that, that was another reason why everybody was freaking out about 1999. Because they... I, I can't explain it very well because I'm not super computer savvy. Go for it. But... It'll be entertaining there, there's if some, else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's something about 32-bit that, like, it doesn't measure thing in, like, minutes and years and stuff. When it does dates, it, it like, rolls over, and they didn't know in 1999 if it was going to roll over correctly. And so it was just going to set everything back to zero. That's basically the worry of 2038. And so the computer system just kind of goes fucking haywire. And 2038 was talking about a few things that actually did happen, too, which was kind of crazy. Like, they were talking about um, there was going to be a, a worldwide pandemic, pandemic-level uh, sickness that was going to divide continents and countries and stuff like that. There well, that's taking be, place. There was going to be uh, widespread wars. Well, that look, wars have never really stopped being a thing. Not well, not since um, there's been a war going on somewhere on the planet, as far back as we know. Yeah, but they were talking about like in the major continents, and that um, because because like since Vietnam, like Vietnam quieted down in like 1975, you know, and the U.S. and Great Britain and stuff they hadn't been in any major war. Basically, up until the Gulf War happened, and then Opera- Operation Iraqi Freedom, you know, in 2003, I think was when that popped off. Yeah. You know, after 9-11 and all that. Right. But in 1985, there there was no real major conflict going on that, you know, in engulfed the superpowers other than the Cold War. But, like, but that you was be already careful. coming to an end. You got to be careful with these prophecies and shit, though. Cause like, oh, Yeah. Nostradamus, the famed prophet, most of the things they say he prophesied, he never prophesied. And he was wrong way more often than he was right. It's just the things that he got right that were publicized. Like, oh shit, he said it was going to happen and it happened. But he said a lot of things were going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, most of the time with those kind of things are just taking shots in the dark. And as long as you're vague enough, you can apply it damn near anything. Right. So, tomorrow... I won't go to work. I'm not going to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I'm either going to be right or wrong. It's a 50 50. And honestly, I am going to work tomorrow. But, uh, you know, you don't have to know that internet. Just pretend that I'm not. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to work tomorrow. That's, that's for fucking sure. I so don't have to work on Fridays. We're 10 minutes to two hours. You want to you wanna talk about the, our secondary thing we're going to start doing? Yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and introduce it. So, did you. You made up that chart, didn't you? I did, indeed. Oh, right. shit, I don't have it in front of me. Oh, okay. no. So, basically, Eads and I were, were talking about this last week, where we want to come up, we're going to start, like, a second channel or something. No, it's going to be the same channel. It's just going to be a different show. Oh, yeah, a, a different show on the same channel. Yeah. Where we are going to come up 
for the D&D nerds, we're going to come up with a one-shot every week. And it's going to be based around a monster that we're going to... Ed's made up a table. Um, how many monsters are on that table? Uh, the first book had about 50 entries. Well, it had 49 entries that I felt... So it's going to be um, Monster Manual 2 from 3rd Edition. Okay. And we're going to port all that up to 5th Edition. And... There is only about 49 monsters that were worth doing. And I figure we can just, and if you roll a 50, we just, it's dealer's choice. You get to pick. Okay. But we can just roll on this table until we're bored with this book and move on. You know, okay. we don't have to, well, there's no pressure to finish the whole fucking thing. So what are we going to use to roll? Do you have a D50 by chance? Sir, I have a D50. I'll be damned. <laughs> this man's got every dice known to man and if, some known to monkeys. If it's a hedral, I have it. Yep. That's a D30. I think this is also a D30. It is. Hang on. This man has got a bunch of dice. This is... Let's see here. This one... That's a D60. This is... There's 47. Do I have a 50? Yep, this is a D50 right here. Well, I'll be damned. I think this is also a D50. This is a... No, this is a D... This is another... I have two different D60s. Why do you need that? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. Anyway. I also have a fucking D100 that looks like a golf ball. Yeah, that is stupid. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, it's dumb. It doesn't roll right. It never stops rolling. It no. rolls too well. You you, you need a, a dice caddy. Yeah. To be able to like you, bounce it off a wall I mean, so it stops. If I roll it in my little box here, you guys want some ASMR? You want to hear this? That just sounded like a brick falling. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, but listen to this. Listen. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to come up with a one shot with, you know, the the monster that we roll. Base mm-hmm. it around that monster. Or, you know, ha- at least have it in the one shot. Have a story behind it that kind of goes goes along with the whole thing. It makes it make sense. We had some rules, too. Hang on. Yeah, we did. I don't At, at the beginning of the actual video, you know, there will be a rules reading the, the, all the rules of the one shot, the monster we have to use. And today at the end of this podcast, we're going to roll for a monster and yep. that will be the monster for the first weekly one shot. So I have to ask the question who gets to roll for the monster. Should we do rollies for that? Yeah. You want to do rollies? See who gets to roll with the first monster. Yeah. Let's, let's rollie for the roll. Okay. You got, <laughs> Oh, I got to throw on. you another. Detail. I'm going to sit up real quick. I'll give you the same one from last time. Unless you'd prefer another. No, that one's fine. Okay. I'll use the same one from last time as well. This is the first D20 I ever got. It's it's faded and fucked up, and I love it. Nifty Swifty. Okay, you ready? Right. Yep. I got a three. I got a 12. Yeah, you won. Hooray! I get to be the first one! Okay, okay. That's not a D... God damn it, I lost the D50. Do you have the list in front of you now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, boop, 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 boop. Okay, so... This is the D50. It is. Okay, so. You ready? Yep. You ready? Yep. You ready? No. (laughs) (laughs) I got a 27. Okay, 27. It's an emoth. An emoth. What is an emoth? An emoth is... One second. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to pull the book out. It's a cold creature. So it's going to be a cold climate. I know that for a fact. So, so this is this is the nerdiest of nerd podcasts 
on the planet. It, we are fucking nerds. Yeah, we've talked about other nerds, tinfoil hat, and now D&D. Okay, that's an Emmeth right there. I put a picture on Oh, yeah, it's, it's like a... If an old... Think of like Rafiki, but super duper buff and kind of made out of stone with a white beard. Yeah, it's like the cold miser. Yeah. Okay, so like... See here, Emmets originate from the coldest regions of the elemental planes of air and water. Although the first, although their thirst for knowledge takes them to many other planes of existence. Hmm. Interesting. So we have to build a one shot around that guy, and the rules are, da, 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 the rules for these weekly one shots. Uh, it has to be a cohesive story. It has to be it has to be as loyal to the lore as possible. Yep. And that doesn't only include lore that's included in that book. It's lore from all across the editions. Okay. And we will port it over to 5th edition and make a one-shot that is as loyal to the information we have about Emmeths available. Yep. And uh, let's see here. Our other rules. Okay. Story must feature the chosen creature either as a boss or a common enemy. It's going to be a boss. It must stick as closely as, as closely to the provided lore as possible. And the one shot must include must include at least one puzzle or riddle, and the boss fight must be a deadly encounter. And um, so we may have to adjust the CR on this thing. The story has to be plausible and engaging. Yep. Yeah. So like it doesn't. It could be a Mary Sue Emmeth. It didn't have to be your fucking run of the mill Emmeth. It just has to be an Emmeth. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fucking hey. So that's. Yeah, it's an Emmeth. That's the first thing. Yeah. Honestly, it's my least favorite thing on this list. <laughs> and I almost didn't put it in, and I was looking at it, and it was like, God damn it. I really hope I don't get this one, and now I'm going to get it because I don't want to put it, but it's good enough to put in. So, all right. I knew I was going to have to do a fucking Emmeth. <laughs> yeah, well, you put it in the universe, so now it has to happen. Yep, fucking law of attraction. Yep. Goddamn double-slit experiment. Ketchup's gun. You acknowledge the gun. Now it, it has gone off. Yep. So the way we're going to do this is whoever rolls is the one who has to do the um, has to do the research. I'm going to have to do Emmeth research. Yep. And I will come the next time we meet for, well, we'll figure out what day we'll do it. But, uh, yeah, the Emmeth, I, I'm the one who has to do all. I'm going to be the lore master for the Emmeth. And I, because I was the one who made the role, I will have uh, creative, final creative say, to it, like the power to veto ideas. So whenever you roll, if I come up with an idea that I think is really cool, but it's not the direction you want to go with a one shot, you can, I can veto it. Right. Just so, like how right now I can feed you ideas and you just be like, no, that's dumb. Yeah, I don't like that. Because you could, what if you're something like, well, the emeth is melting, so it's got to go somewhere. <laughs> And no, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Or if, yeah. Even it, it, I, there's actually potential for abuse there and corruption. If you come up with an idea that's way cooler than mine, I can be like, yeah, but I don't want it. Just to spite you. Yeah, but are you very, are you really likely to do that? You don't know. You, you're not in my brain, Kevin. I mean, yeah. I 25 guess. cents, Kevin. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, have you seen Meat Canyon? No. There's this guy on YouTube that makes weird, he's an artist, he does parodies, 
and he does uh, an Ed and Eddie. Oh, I think I have seen that. With the fucking crazy fucked up Ed and Eddie? Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. And yeah. He's like, what are you doing, dork? Where is everybody? And he's like, 25 cents, Kevin. <laughs> it just turns into an eldritch horror. Yeah. That one, that one fucked me up a little bit because I watched a lot of Ed and Eddie as a kid. Yeah, I loved Ed and Eddie. What, what are you guys doing out here, dork? <laughs> Fucking the Kevin voice was so good. <laughs> yeah. Kevin was a douche. He was kind of a douche. Yeah. He he reminds me of that uh, Sneeko guy. Nah, he was better than Sneeko. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like cuties. <laughs> yeah, but he did have a thing for Naz. But I mean, I guess when you're both kids, it's not a pedo thing. Yeah, he didn't know how to. You're just attracted to your own age group. He didn't. He never. He didn't even understand why he was attracted to her. He just was. Yeah. You know. He he didn't. Pretty sure. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, you know who my favorite character was on Ed and Eddie? Wait, wait, wait. Plank. No. Jimmy. No. Ed. No. Double D. No. The Canker Sisters. No. Wait, Eddie's brother. No. Any adult. You just there were no adults. Uh wait, 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 wait. There's only three more. Fucking I've already said Jimmy. Johnny. No. Kevin? No. Ed. No. Eddie. No. There's none of the Oh Rolf! Jesus Christ. Though. Sorry, I forgot Rolf existed. Because <laughs> of the entire cast. <laughs> you dare curse the son of a shepherd Ed boy! <laughs> Ed the boy. And the boy. <laughs> Fucking Rolf was amazing. You must leave now. I have potatoes to tend to. <laughs> it fucking, that time fucking. Ed boy, let go of my chickens. Ed the boy. Ed the boy. Fucking, that time that Eddie insulted his honor and he got into this fucking weird apocalyptic Amish battle with him with a fucking fish. Yeah. On a log over a ditch. Yeah. So, you know, the. Golly, this is like unlocking weird memories for me. So. That that outfit that Rolf's wearing mm-hmm. for that fight is an actual outfit. There's um, where is it? I want to say it it's somewhere in like Tibet or not Tibet. Um, like Mongolia. I no, yeah, it's Mongolia. 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 They have uh, a yearly like communal fight. All the men gather up and they wear these weird little outfits. Where it's basically like, think of like a vest, but opposite. Like it has sleeves, but no body. And it just kind of goes around their shoulders. So like a fucking, like um, like a gladiator's. Kind of, yeah. They have that and these, like a basically a Speedo. And then they go out there and they fight each other in that outfit. It's with, like With fish? <laughs> no, not with fish. <laughs> Just like fists and stuff. They have weird little shields that they can use that are attached to their wrist. But I remember I watched that episode of Are there fish involved in any way? They probably eat fish. I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no, I remember watching that episode of Ed Ed and Eddie, then I flipped over after that episode was over to National Geographic and that you saw a bunch of Rolfs. Yeah, I saw a bunch of Rolfs <laughs> running around punching each other. It's amazing. I can't believe it literally took me 
every male character in the show to get the role. And some females. You had the Kanker sisters in there. Nobody yeah. liked the Kanker sisters. Yeah. I had a weird crush on the blue-haired one. The one that was in the double D. Uh, well, let's see. There was May. May was the derpy blonde one. Not the derpy blonde and not the redhead. I can't, I can't remember any of them's name. I don't remember their names at all. I thought uh, Double D was pretty cool, too. Double D was pretty cool. I always wanted to know what was under his hat. Yeah. Well, they pulled it off once, but they did it off screen. Yeah, they never showed what was under there. They just pulled it off, and everybody freaked out. Dude, the end of that show was such a fucking punch in the nuts. Did you see the end? Maybe. I don't really remember. It was just memories. They were in a fucking nursing home, and they were they were just remembering what it was like to be kids. Oh. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it kind of kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. I remember I think it was like the movie, the the TV movie that they had when Ed's brother came home? Yeah. That guy was a total dick. Total dick. Like and the whole you, fucking you feel really like the whole series you're just like god, Eddie is such kind of like a piece of shit. Then you see why. And then you see his brother, and he just beats the dog shit out of that kid. And it's yeah. like, wow, I really actually kind of feel for you. Yeah. It, like the entire cul-de-sac decided to be on Eddie's side. Yeah. Even though he's been trying to steal money from him their entire lives. Yeah, but then his brother shows up, and is just a complete douche nozzle to everybody. There's a reason all that happened. Yep. Kind of reminds me, like, I've been watching a lot of South Park lately. Yeah. And I watched the, uh, the, the post-COVID Episode, yeah, the special, yeah, and you know how like Cartman, adult Cartman, has had this like amazing turnaround where he becomes a rabbi and he has a family. He's fucking Jewish as shit. Jewish as shit. Like you're the ultimate Jew when you become a rabbi. Yeah, and so he just had this this like story arc, you know, that he he recognized his transgressions and became a better person. And I remember the funeral, Kenny had died, and he was serv- He was doing the service. Yeah, him and Scott Melkinson. Yeah, I'm Scott Melkinson. I'm Debbie. Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> and Cartman was like, it, it was, I, I don't, I just remember that one scene where he was talking about uh, how proud he is of, he is of his children. It's like, I have two, uh, two beautiful, or three. Three, yeah. Three yeah. beautiful uh, Jewish children, right over there, they sat down right over there by Cal. <laughs> Fuck you, Uncle Kyle. Yeah, they fucking hated Kyle. Yeah. He didn't even in Wow, it's just crazy. Yeah. But I thought it was really funny how like the whole time you're like, "Wow, good for you, Cartman." Mm-hmm. And then they go back in time and kind of fix the problems that they had, you know, as as kids where they all hated wound up hating each other. They go back and fix it with tickets to a foot, to the basketball game. They become friends again, and then it goes back to the future time. And everybody's all happy, and, you know, COVID's not really a thing anymore. And old Cartman's just out there being a drunk homeless guy. Yeah, he he made a a huge sacrifice, good Cartman did. Yeah, he did. He sacrificed, he he literally sacrificed everything. So that everybody else could be happy. happy. And then he winds up as a drunk Absolutely belligerent drunk. asshole. And they just don't even care. Yeah. Like, what? Like, it oh. makes you feel for him. But like, then you go back. he has so much potential. Yeah. But if you think about it, that's kind of what he deserved. I mean, he fed 
Scott Tenem and his parents. Yeah, he didn't really deserve the happy life he achieved. But like, he it seems as though he atoned in that happy life. And the difference between that one and the one where he's a drunk yeah. is the lack of atonement. Yeah. He never found a Jewish woman that made him want to atone. He never found something to latch onto that distract him from his fucking tendencies long enough to, you know, to stray him from his sociopath. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, this is why I love South park because it makes you think about some shit. Like it's not just little kids cursing all the time. I it's mean, it's actual, mostly that, but you know, it's not even most of that. Like there, there's premise. Yeah. Like they, they have a point. Every episode has a point. Yeah. Or it used to. It still kind of does. I, I wasn't a big fan of that season that was continuous. Like, the ads and fucking PC Principal. Everything is ads. I'll be honest with you. I hadn't watched that one yet. Don't bother. I mean, I, I kind of... Like, I remember watching it as a kid, you know, when it came out on, on Comedy Central and stuff. And, and I would watch it pretty well. Up until... I I watched it pretty much religiously up until um, Imagination Land came out. I liked Imagination Land. Yeah, it was a good one. They had the fucking Saving Private Ryan scene where fucking Ronald McDonald gets his arm blown off and just picks it up and walks off with it. That and the little woodland creatures. Oh, my God. Blood orgy! Yay! Drink his blood! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking... Yeah, that Woodland shit, Critter Christmas. That shit was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, well, out of the mind of Cartman. Yep. From the mouth of babes. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, back to the original point there, it's like, on one hand, you really, you're kind of glad that, that Cartman had a little bit of a, a redemption there. He had hope. But then when you really think about it, it's like, it kind of deserves being a jackass at the end there. Yeah, but, like, you don't want him to. No, like you, I want him to be an antagonist forever. You know? Yeah, and not not a fucking homeless one. <laughs> yeah, I mean you want to. I want to hate him till the end of time. I, I want to revel and despise the things that he does. Yeah, there there was two times that I remember feeling bad for Cartman, like having sympathy for him. I should say, I guess the post COVID was one, and then the other one was when Kenny actually died. Like he he had he got sick and was in the hospital and Cartman wanted to pull the plug and they wanted to leave it plugged in. No, I don't remember that part. Uh, last time I watched that episode was years ago. But what I do remember is when Kenny actually died and Cartman and Kyle were in the hospital with him and Stan was off fucking off something else somewhere else. He he didn't want to admit that Kenny was dying. And when Kenny actually died, Cartman and Kyle had uh, an, an embrace. And Ka- Cartman was crying. It was, it was a very emotional moment, you know. Is this the, st- the Ladder to Heaven episode? Yes. Ah. And they just wanted the fucking ticket for the free candy. Yeah, it kind of gets blown to hell after that. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a, that was a tender moment that Cartman had with his quote unquote enemy. And then he drank it. Yeah, chocolate milk mix. Yeah, <laughs> he, he drank Kenny because he thought he was Nesquik. Yeah, and Kenny possessed his ass. Well, a lot of stuff has happened in Cartman's ass. A lot of stuff. Ha- we should we should revisit South Park. On yeah, another podcast. We should. Because there's so much good shit. But uh, it's we're past the two-hour mark. 
I have got to fucking race like a piss horse. <laughs> <laughs> I can second that motion. Okay. Right, so, well. uh, anything else we gotta we need to throw in here? Not that I can think of. We covered. Yeah, we covered the topics we wanted to talk about. Yeah. And we we introduced the weekly one shot, and we got an emeth, and we discovered that yeah we're a lot more nerdy than I thought we might be. Uh, we're exactly as nerdy as I thought we would be. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, fucking yeah. I'm. There's not a chance of going to work tomorrow. It's uh, too late. No, definitely not going to work tomorrow.